1: How much time till we're on? Get on, Ron! What? We're on the air right now. (coughs) I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight.
2: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.
3: This is Sports Day. Oh, it certainly is. Hello and welcome to a Thursday night edition of Sports Day. The man himself, the legend of Queensland Rugby League. He played one state of origin for Queensland. (laughs) Got shafted by Cam Smith.
4: Seriously, he's an imposter.
3: Uh, What did he do in the game? Scotty Sattler, welcome. Oh, how are you, Woogie? Thank you very much for that uh, welcome. Hey, um, just
4: you last night attending a... An NRL it's season right. launch, no, let's not go and you that. had the, um, the illustrious, <laughs> the illustrious uh, position to introduce the
3: NRL squad. But yeah. what happened when you got there? I turned up and they'd already bloody started, <laughs> and some blokes introducing the players. And I've gone, are you serious? You got shafted. And they go, oh, we started early because it might rain. I've gone, right, could anyone think <laughs> about sending me a text? And they listened to this show. So that was your first and last. Scotty, send a text, mate. How hard is it? <laughs> what? Mate, put your hand up. Oh. I know you better wave. Cause don't try and turn it around on Put the your
4: hand up, mate, when you're going to push the button. Yeah,
3: so I turned up and they said, oh, they tried to win me over with beer and spring rolls. Which they did. They did. <laughs> I found your wife. God, she looked. Beautiful, your wife last night. You get really creepy when you. No, talk I about don't. I, I no. She. I said to you, "Geez, your missus looks really, really attractive." The misso. The misso <laughs> looks really attractive. <laughs> no, she does. Your mate, you are batting way above your average. Oh, I know and, that. And she's such a nice person. I just, uh, you, you know her, don't you, Cohen? You've met her a few mate, times.
5: we've talked about calling partners missos. It's don't not acceptable sh- on this show. Geez, you need a haircut, mate. Picture. Yeah, mate. At least like, least I have a job. I don't get shafted like you. Oh, is wow. that the
4: comeback? Boom! <laughs> wow. Actually, while we're on Comedy Gold, while we're on, yes, Cohen.
3: yes. Oh yeah! By the way, if you want to um, uh, TikTok Sports Day Sen, uh, wait next week when the rat starts on Monday. There's going to be amazing content, and this man will be responsible for it. Um, are you on TikTok? I am on TikTok. Ah, what's the name? What's your handle so I can follow you? Ah. Uh, no. <laughs> What is it,
4: Honestly.
3: mate? What an absolute stitcher! You are a nine ball. You are. He just showed me. Woogie just showed me
4: what Cohen's handle on TikTok is, and I got to no, say. No, no, no.
5: Let's not. We're not saying it. We are saying it. We're not it.
4: saying
3: it. That's <laughs> what we do on this show. No way. Daddy Vass.
5: Oh, oh no. Daddy is Vass short for oh, Vaseline?
3: Well, no. that's your surname, isn't it? Uh Vasilovich. Okay, so why, why, Daddy? Are you like a pimp or Something? What, what's the go? <laughs> that's creepy.
5: Let's just say I'm a bit of a personality on the Gold Coast. Well, no, ma- no, no, no. It's it's uh, it's a it's a running joke in the boys chat. Let's let's run with that. Daddy T- Vass,
3: make mm. sure you follow him on TikTok. He's got a whopping thirty-five followers.
5: No. Okay, here we go. When I went to uni, oh here we go. I was like an older student and all
3: the all the no. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> follow Daddy Vass on TikTok. After you follow Sports Day SCN, that is, mate, we will rip you to shreds. If we find the slightest little hole, we will... Oh, anyway, no, You've done the well show. there, boys. You've done well. What's on the show tonight? Super Radio Network are listening, 1170 SCN in Sydney, SCNQ 693 AM in Brisbane. No, boys, I like to say hello to our listeners no, through radio I'm station. I'm laughing at Cohen and his response. See you, big daddy. SCN sixteen twenty on the Gold Coast. This is a rough place to work, isn't it? Uh, SCN track, uh, SCN fanatic, and all our <laughs> listeners through the SCN app. By the way, congratulations to you today. It's Me. been a big day for Sports Day. You've had Wayne Bennett hit back at your claims that that's the, the Dolphins. Mm. In fact, you called them Redcliffe. <laughs> have had it's been, well, been they the are worst, re- It's the worst recruitment you've seen. And Big Wayne has had to come back Hello? and hit back at you. <laughs> Hang on, Wayne. Yeah, you told me about this. It's an article in the uh, it's in the News Corp sites today, okay. written by the great Pete Bidell mm-hmm. and Travis Main from yep. from the Courier mar But yeah, mate, aren't you famous? Got the attention of Clint Eastwood. Yeah, is that is that the highlight of your life so far? No, because he
4: dropped me origin, so.
3: So you're still bit Are you bitter about that or the Brisbane Jets missing out? On the 17th license?
4: Both. Mm.
3: So, anyway, very interesting article. Make sure you check it out. Sat's going, like, full on at the throat of Wayne Bennett. Hey, I did not go to the throat. You did. You're you are t- dramatic. Mate, he's 89. Leave him alone. <laughs> right? Pick on someone your own age. All <laughs> right. Sydney Morning Herald journalist Adrian Frazanko, a familiar voice on SEN, will be joining us soon. Uh, of course, we want to know what's going on with the CBA and who's to blame with, with all the rubbish that's going on. With Like, tonight we're meant to be enjoying the launch. Not us. We weren't invited but of the NRL which signifies the start of the season for me
4: and then the release of the NRL ad as well that's what everyone looks forward to as well
3: so every other sport yep. has managed to work out you know plays agreements and all that sort of stuff and have launches for this season and I think it's disgusting sussing <laughs> that the NRL is not doing so sats I think I think it's, I think it's a black mark on the game I really do it is disappointing but from an NRL angle, I can see
4: why they did it, just in case they were held a ransom, a big event like that. Um, yeah, I, I can see why they did it, but I still think they should have
3: walked the tightrope and celebrated with the people who are willing to turn up and celebrate the game. Well, then don't if, – if you think that's going to happen, then just invite fans. Like, that's what the NFL – like, sports like that do really well. Even the supercars had a wonderful launch – on Monday night and Beck your lovely Sydney, yeah. yeah went along to that and you're telling me didn't they just pull these big doors back and they had the the brand new Mustangs and and just revving the engines like yeah. how good is that yeah
4: yeah it's a shame it's a shame that the uh, the game of rugby league is in this situation still uh, i get that there's got to be a lot of um you know there's a lot of discussion that is still had to be by all the executives from both sides i, I get that that takes a long time mm. Shouldn't have taken this long. Shouldn't have got to this point. We know that.
3: So we're going to find out who's at fault. Is it is it Pete Volandis or is it the, or is it the players? We want to get to the bottom of it because we want we just want to get on and have a harmonious season. And remember, it's it's about the fans and the fans are missing out tonight. Uh, Knights legend Billy Peden. I'm looking forward to this Bronco Billy. Good Peden. guy, Billy Peden. Cessnock not boy.
4: Cessnock not goanna boy. Uh, played hooker in the 1997 Grand Final. Lee Jackson, the great British hooker, came off the bench and then was outstanding as lock forward in their two thousand and one win as well. just just a great player, yeah, a really unheralded player, but i he's a couple of years older than me, Bill, but played most of our careers, again all of our careers against each other. He was a really difficult guy to play against because he was a what they call a small forward, and you used to run at him because he was a small forward, and he'd pick you up and drop you on your head. He had this beautiful tackle technique. Off the field, one of uh, the game's true gentlemen.
3: Yeah, no, and, mm. and unlucky not to win an Oscar. I'll get to that Yeah, when we have our chat with him a little later on. Uh, actually, we'll chat to him about in the next 10 minutes. Um, LinkedIn Lotto is back again tonight. This is our brand new segment. By further demand. Yeah, it's where we um, will Cohen, oh, sorry, Daddy Vass, will uh, read out some... LinkedIn profiles, we've yep. got to try and guess, because they're all full of BS, this LinkedIn stuff. It's it's the new Facebook where people will give themselves a weird title mm. and it, and their job is nothing like that yep. description. So mm. uh, we've got to try and guess uh, what that job is. If you've got some for us, 0457 736 736. not forgetting it is Fun Fact fun <laughs> Thursday. Fact-
4: Personal item protector. Tell me what job that is.
3: Personal item
4: security officer? No. Personal item protector slash transporter.
3: Uh, Baggy
4: Chandler. What? Baggy Chandler.
3: What? Mm Mm-hmm. I've been informed that we've got some Ripper LinkedIn lotto stuff oh really? today. Okay. Uh fun facts as well. We like lo- you love sending those through. you can send those through tonight as well. 0457 736 736 Look, we've got to go to a break in a moment, mm. um, because we want to get to Billy Peden. Um, but Dave Warner. Oh, here we go again. No, I'm not I'm not being the prophet of doom here. Okay, right here. Um, he's back in Australia, he's injured. Yes. Um, he's hoping to he get back to India for the ADIs mid-March. I think that's pointless. Um, National selector Tony Dottomade was asked yesterday if Warner would... Weird pl- bowling action Tony Dottomade in yeah, his day, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was asked if Warner would play in the Ashes series, which is coming up in June. And the response was that that's not a question that we've addressed so far.
4: I, I can see that as well because they've got a series to play at the moment and they've got a one-day series to address as well. But... I'd like to think at some stage, not on any grand scale, that the the selectors have sat down and they have discussed what the contingency plans are and what the planning is for something as important as the Ashes. They're always forward. They're always looking forward, always looking ahead. Mm. Um, And I've got no doubt they would have discussed it. I mean, he's not going to say that publicly, but I've got no doubt if statistics are so prevalent in this current Australian side when it comes to selections, and I'm... I'm basing that off Travis Head missing out on the first test because his numbers in the subcontinent aren't that great, but that was his first tour, what, four or five years ago, Mm. whatever it may be. Different batter now, as we've seen, again, in the second test. But uh, if this team is being controlled by stats and numbers the way that it seems to be, David Warner away from Australian shores isn't that great from an average point of view. So um, based on form to date, had a great series against West Indies and South Africa. Most notably that 200. So based on form currently, it doesn't matter where you play, in India or in Australia, well, he got man of the series, David Warner, didn't he? I don't know how. Doesn't matter. He still did. Yeah. You would think he'd play Ashes.
3: No. On current form, he's forming the two tests in India.
4: Yeah, but you got remember, you got man of the series – yeah, but that's you,
3: you've also got to take into account previous form in uh England and it hasn't been good against that Duke ball. But I know you're gonna say, well, Travis Head, but Travis Head's form has actually gone the other way. It's it's gone up. I totally agree. And 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 Davies, and again, I, I'm I'm not I'm not pushing for him to lose his role at the top of the order, but his form has plummeted. Now a lot of people don't like him and take personality out of it. I'm just wondering whether he's gone a couple of series too far. Like, should have he just retired at the end of the Australian summer? Like, finish on a couple of hundred. Like, how good's that? Mm. It was a heroic knock, you know? And just focus on the short form? Perhaps, if Maybe, he wants yeah. to, yeah. I just I just hope Dave Warner doesn't go too far with it, and all of a sudden, you know, every test match, we're talking about his future when he could have gotten out on a high. Yeah. You know, what do you think? Oh four five seven, seven three six seven three six. I, I know we don't have a lot of Dave Warner fans that listen to the show or SEN, but he's been an amazing.
4: He's been an amazing cricketer. Yeah, and
3: I, I, I think whatever happens in his personal life, I, I think he's copping it a bit. But I, yeah, he has been a wonderful contributor to Australian cricket. Should he step down? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Very quickly, we've got to go a break. Uh, what a you want to bring up some of the best players to never reach their full potential yeah, in rugby league.
4: this is something that Cohen and I were, were talking about a couple Daddy of days Vass. ago.
3: Hey, Daddy Vass. Daddy Vass, yeah. Uh,
4: and I want to get uh, some feedback from the listeners as well. I think it's a really interesting topic when you start looking at players that didn't reach their potential for whatever reason, most notably injuries. Mm. You see a player, they hit the scene, and you think this kid is going to be special, and for whatever reason, they don't reach the heights. Yeah. First one that comes to mind, and both Daddy Vass and I agreed, Simon Dwyer. We see him sitting in the coach's box for the West Tigers next to the head coach doing a lot of the stats, still involved in the club, that he was going to be an amazing back row. So Simon Dwyer is one player. um, And who can ever forget the hit in the 2010 semi final.
6: 30 metres out from the line and a strong...
4: Tremendous guy, and he was a, an amazing player. Unfortunately, nerve damage in his shoulder uh, didn't allow him to play anymore uh, not long after that. I'm going to throw another player up, listeners. Make it quick. 457 Brett Papworth, oh, great yeah. wallaby player, came to league, broke his leg, his ankle, playing for the Roosters. It was never the same. Would have been a superstar.
3: Who's uh, your best player to never reach their full potential in the NRL? 0457. Break time. Billy Peden on the other side of this. This is Sports Day for Kia.
2: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Dearest. Johns.
6: Back for Kennedy. Trouble. Pieden. Pieden has got his second try.
3: (laughs) Two tries in the 0-1 grand final. That's not bad going at all. He's a legend from the, um, from the uh, Cessnock going is 190 <laughs> games for the Newcastle Knights. I've got to ask this question of him. Billy Peden is joining us now on Sports Day. Billy, or Bronco Billy, should I call <laughs> you, like, why do all the great footballers for the Knights come out of Cessnock?
0: Uh, it must be something in the water up there, mate, it's so that go <laughs> <anal-liquid> it. uh <laughs> I think it might be that my old man owned the pub up there and they all used to drink at the pub. That'll do. A strong
4: region, wasn't it, Bill, growing I up? I mean, you've got Cessnock and uh, Curry Curry, which has produced a lot of um, internationals and state of origin players over the years. It's always been a really strong competition around the, the Hunter, hasn't it?
0: It has, such, and obviously, as you know, uh, John played for, for Curry as a younger man and you know, it's uh, it's sort of bred into people up there, and and even if you go a little bit sort of further inland at Singleton, the Group Twenty One competition was always quite strong too. So um, yeah, it's always been a great group breeding ground for for young players up there, and uh, you know I think everyone's really proud of being from that area and the the strength of their rugby league team. So you know, it's a it's a it's a big sort of a uh, pride thing up there.
4: Singleton Greyhounds, isn't it, Bill? Is it? Uh, who was the Who were the, um, the biggest rivals for Cessnock when you were coming through
0: the grades there? Well, it was, yeah, it was definitely Curry, you know, um. Yeah, you know, there was the the old saying if anyone was injured when we played curry they had carry because they were scared <laughs> of thought the fireworks might happen. So you, you never wanted to be labelled to be having carry outis. But uh yeah, that was that was the local derby and, and you know, when I was growing up it was it was it was violence. you know, it was a really violent game and you know, everybody everyone loved it and um, you know, it was just uh it was very tribal and I, I suppose that's why that's why people loved it. You know, they got behind their team and their town, and and they got to so hopefully get one over their neighbours. Which, um, you know, probably when I was coming through, we we struggled a little bit. We we lost a lot of senior players, so we often ended up on the wrong side of the scoreline. But um, they were always uh, tough and competitive games.
4: Two of your very close mates and former teammates, of course, of Maddie and Andrew, have come from Cessnock as well. You're a little bit older than a fraction older than Maddie. And another couple of your year, year older than than Joey did, still being older than. Did you have much to do with them growing up, or did you just hear about these, these two layers coming through?
0: Yeah, there's two layers of wonder kids or whatever. But um, you know, I, I'm a little bit older than Maddie and, and and probably four years older than Joey. But um, you know, our fathers were good friends, and you know, guys worked in the pits out, out at Cessnock, and he drank at Dad's pub, and. Mm-hmm. And um, and we knew Gail as well, their, their mum. So it was, uh, you know, I've sort of known them pretty much since as long as I can remember. So yeah, you know, we always used to play backyard footy in the backyard of the pub and, and the backyard of the Johns's and over at the Tech Field. So um, yeah, it was a, we were a pretty sort of close sort of knit community back then. And yeah, obviously I, I didn't get the opportunity at the nights till a little bit later, but you know I was. It's, Matty and Jay sort of, well, probably Matty more so, um, created a pathway and showed us that, and showed other people from Cessnock that it was actually possible to get to the, to the uh, what, what was the the Winfield Cup back then and, you know, the the NRL and actually play for a Sydney club from your hometown. So it was, uh, he was a bit of a trailblazer in that regard and sort of everyone looked up to him for that.
4: Yeah, except, exceptional player mm. he was, mate. He's so smart. Now, being a, like a kid that's, owned pubs and lived in the pubs. I was the same ever since I was about six or seven, Bill. And, and the pubs back in those days, there was a pub on every corner, wasn't there, in little country towns. What, what's what's some of your fondest memories from being a, a pub kid?
0: Well, there's quite a few. There's some that you probably can't talk about, yeah. but there's others <laughs> that, um, you know, growing up in the pub, particularly as a, a, a young kid, you know, like going to primary school or, I, I got me, my dad finally relented and got me a racing bike one day, and and um, on a on a Thursday night, him and his mates used to get into get into the juice after closing time and all that sort of stuff. And they used to shut the pub and they'd have races around the inside of the pub with my racing bike. So they used to let the tires down so that they could grip going around the corners inside the inside on the carpet inside, so they wouldn't go crashing through the window. So I wake up one Friday morning trying to get ready to go to school, and I, and I went up in the back room to get my bike out, and the wheels were buckled, the steel, the, the handlebars were all broken. And I come in and said, "Dad, someone's tried to pinch me bike." and thought he said, "Listen, son, be quiet. Don't tell your mother. It'll be fixed this afternoon." And so, you know, it, it was a it was a series of stuff like that. You know, it was uh, it was it was quite a, it was quite an amusing childhood, put it that way. Yeah.
3: Hey Billy, you're part of the glory days of the Knights, yeah, the premierships in '97 and 01. What was it about the squad that that made you so
0: successful? Oh, look, I think I think we just loved the game, and it was just one of those. Um, I suppose it was a bit organic. We just grew up with it, so and we grew as a team and, and you know, knowing each other. Um, I think you know we had some great leaders in in Malcolm Reilly and Paul Harrigan. And Tony Butterfield, our, our experienced players were were you know top top shelf, and you know you have blokes like Mark Sargent who just retired before '97. You know, so there was a there was a really good base of of competitiveness and and this expectation of excellence. You know, that, you know, this you know, if missing a line by a little bit of training just wasn't acceptable. You know, so um, the, everything just had to be done well, and I think that. That set us in good stead, and then obviously, you know, you get the got the eighth immortal playing at halfback, <laughs> and 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 Matty at five eight, and you know, big chief thundering through, and you know, him and him and Spud going at each other. So, you know, it was a it was a good time to be playing footy. You know, it was, um, you know, there was the rules were a little bit more um, relaxed, and and um, the wrestle probably wasn't as much, so it probably wasn't as stifling. You know, so we could, there was a there was a bit bit more footy to be played. So. Um, we I think it was just, a, like I say, just a lucky period where it was a bit of a perfect storm of, of everyone matching in. And, you know, we were all local juniors. So we were very, or not all, we were probably 80% local juniors. So, you know, we were very passionate about the area and the team. So it was, um, and, you know, 97 was a very hard year for Newcastle. The BHP mm. had just shut down. They had very few positives right. to, to take out of that year, you know. So um, their football team being, being a, a shining light was sort of probably... What kept people going to work on a Monday morning, you know, or, or or for people that had lost work, giving them something to cheer about on the weekend, you know. So yeah. it was a it was a pretty pivotal time, and within the game as well.
4: Still, one of my favorite, probably if not my favorite, grand final of all time to watch. So, and I remember where I was exactly at that grand final at that, that big moment at the end of the game. You mentioned Mal Reilly, who has had such a positive influence on so many people, Bill, and in that grand final, he was a coach in '97. What's the story where? He was always so competitive. You keep hearing about competitive stories. You you guys were sparring one day, was it? Steve Crow, one of your former front rollers, is in that side that he sparred with the coach and and got a he got a lesson, didn't
0: he? <laughs> yeah, he did get a bit of a lesson. It was um, it started off as a bit of a joke. We were all, we, I think, we were just at a boxing gym in town there, and and we were just doing a bit of bit of work. And Crowe, was as Crowe is, he doesn't lack one little bit of confidence, so he was talking himself up and. And then he, for whatever reason Mal had a great reputation for back in the day as a bit of a a bit of a bit of a knuckle man and could handle himself. So Crowey started calling him on and I don't think anyone actually thought anything was gonna happen. But then Mal said, Yeah, yeah, right, I've a bit of a spar you know, nothing ink or anything. So they went out and got some gloves on and got the headgears on and Big Chief got in the middle and, and was the ref and it started off a little bit all fancy and I think and then Crowie's put one on Mal's nose and like he just uh, just opened the cage of the big lion to get out poked the lion and the lion went berserk and started bashing the, bashing the bajees out of Crowey and crowy was doing his best to stay alive and, and uh, the big chief had to jump in the middle of it and, and hose it all down so uh. It, uh, it, it, it did end up pretty fiery and you know and I suppose that you get the Johns boys were there, so they ended up making a video afterwards, <laughs> making the the big fight promotion and all that sort of stuff. And I think he got played at the end of season, the end of season presentation. Night.
4: I always talk to players or former players, Bill, and I, I say you're sitting in the grand uh, in the dressing sheds, those flooded ones that you guys used to always flood for the opposition sides um, at Marathon and. You look across the dressing shed and you see one player that you just you can't wait to go to battle with them, or you just know that everything's going to be okay. And you mentioned you've mentioned Chief Harrigan on a number of occasions. Was he the sort of guy that just you just loved rolling the sleeves up and being in the trenches with?
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, Chief was that man. There there was quite a few. You know, like we had we had a pretty good forward pack back then. So you know, as a smaller forward, it was always nice knowing those blokes were there. But um, you know, you used to look at Chief, and he was like our big Big brother, you know, if someone picked on one of us, they they got him as well, you know. And, and then I remember occasions if if someone had a crack at Chief, uh, they got all seventeen of us, you know. So that was um, and he had a, he had a big saying is if they pull a the cat's tail, I'll get the whole cat, you know. So <laughs> that was um, you know that 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 was always good to know that Chief was there. But then you had you know you know look at Tony Butterfield and and um, you know Adam Muir Ben Kennedy at times, you know. Those sort of blokes, you look across the room and, and you know you're in good hands because you know that you're prepared to bleed for them and, and they're just as prepared to bleed for you and they'll go through whatever it takes to, to win a game and 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 do what has to be done to both win the game and be be your mate as well. And, and I think that's important, you know, that, that a lot of people within the professional side of the game now, they talk about professionalism and all that sort of thing too, but the bonds that you you make through rugby league and... And it helps when when you are that team that are down by a point or in front by a point with very little to go. Sometimes it is mateship that gets you home. You know, it's it's not the professionalism, you know what I mean? It's, a, it's the little things. It's that little bit of emotion. And, you know, obviously at times it's you try and take emotion out of it, but but there's other times when, when you need some, you know. So it's um it's always nice to look across the shed and see see a Chief or a Ben Kennedy or a Tony Butterfield, that's for sure.
3: Gee, must give you confidence. We've got uh, Knights legend Billy Peedham with us on Sports Day. Billy, let's fast forward now. The Knights have been below par for a while. Uh, what does the current group of players have to get right in 2023 to become successful?
0: I think... I think twenty twenty three is going to be a pretty pivotal year for the boys. It's um, I mean, you know that old saying on the ads. It's it won't happen overnight, but it will happen. Mm. I think um, I think that sort of rings true. You know we've we've recruited well. You know we got you know you got Elliot Hastings, Gamble. You know we've we've brought some some good quality players into the squad. We can't afford to have too many injuries, and and also we've got the the X factor of Kaling. Caelan trying to to learn to play five eight rather than fullback. So I think I think we have to be patient the first sort of half a dozen games till uh, the boys get to learn to play with each other and play how and learn how each other play and and to get the best of the combinations. But uh, look, I think it will be a successful year. I, uh, I think the big one for us is injuries. If we get too many injuries, it, it might make it a tough year.
4: Caelan, the six is going to be interesting. Mm. I'm actually looking forward to watching him play. He plays like a five-eighth anyway, so I'm really looking forward to him. Now, are you part of the training group, Bill—the famous morning training group with his Bedeiris and Hughes and I think Chief's part. Are you part of that group?
0: Yeah, mate. Yeah, there's a few of us there. Um, Kurt Gidley, Kurt, Kurt sort of is the real driver of it, and uh, yeah, Chief gets gets there when he can, and and most of the boys will try and do a couple of. Those. Steve Crow, we try and do a couple of days a week. Jared O'Dowdy. Um, yeah, and we sort of masquerade as a training group. We don't really train that hard, but um, well, like Curt, and Danny do, and the rest of us try, just try and keep up. <laughs> but uh, well, I think it's more so about, more about the coffee at the end and the, the debrief, and and uh, and sort of not to underestimate the the benefits for mental health in that regard as well. Mm. You know, if anyone, if it's it's sort of tremendous for us to get, have that conversation two or three times a week, and and still feel that you're still part of something. So. You know, you know, we've heard heard stories of of you know people with poor mental health and, and you know the suicides that have happened within the game. And I think I think we need to maintain those relationships and, and keep that sort of keep that brotherhood within within the the community and the retired community to to help with people's mental health. You know.
3: Yeah. Good now, point. Now, for those before we let you go, for those who don't realise, of course, Billy Peden just missed out on a uh, on an Oscar. Uh, for being an extra in a 1988 movie uh, with Yahoo's series called Young Einstein, Billy, unlucky. Uh, have you made any more films since?
0: I, I haven't made it, but I am a little bit dirty that uh, Yahoo's series got the top billing in that one. My three <laughs> seconds was outstanding. <laughs> what are you doing for? What are you? What are you doing nowadays? Mate, I work over at the coal loader at Newcastle. So um, yeah, I work on the on the harbour, and yeah, it's uh, a bit of shift work here and there. But it's uh, it's a it's a good job, and you know we uh, we get to take the or I suppose we handle the coal from from the Hunter Valley, and it goes you know throughout the the rest of the world. So it's uh, yeah, that's uh, that's basically what I do with myself nowadays.
4: We've got a lot of listeners, don't we, in, in the Absolutely. Hunter region that uh, listen to us every night and
3: through two HD, yep. yeah. Uh, mate, great to chat to you. Those those old stories of growing up in Cessnock and uh, having the old man trash your bike in <laughs> the pub—that's terrific. And isn't it amazing? We're all they were all scared of mum, dads weren't they yeah. when we were growing up? Mm. So mum ruled the roost. Billy, it's been a w- wonderful time talking to you tonight. Good luck to your nights in twenty twenty three, and hopefully we'll catch up again soon on Sports Day.
0: Absolutely, thanks for the chat, Jason. So-
2: This is Sports Day. Yeah, don't forget you can follow us on TikTok, Sports Day New South
3: Wales. Oh, sorry, Sports Day SEN. Videos going up there a lot, including uh, Scott Thatler's controversial uh, video where he just has a crack at Wayne and the Dolphins. Wayne on Wayne. (laughs) Pete Dell's written a story about it today. That's how big it is. And you can also follow uh, Cohen, our brand new producer, Daddy Vass, (laughs) on TikTok. TikTok, TikTok. for say. (laughs) Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is our text number. Um, plenty of stuff going around tonight.
4: Yeah, and our topic is players who never got to reach their potential for, you know, most notably a lot of the times cut short by injury, or it might be um, other indiscretions, whatever it may be. And we're getting a lot of input here by the listeners. Thank you very much. And we're going to go through some of those. Before I do that, I've uh, got a lot of people, a lot of people voting. Briggsie and Salford in the UK listening on the app. he said Adam Ritson and Owen Craigie where a lot of people with the same Tony, uh, the blue bag says Owen Craigie, genius. won a comp in 97 as a 18 year old with mm. the Newcastle Knights and Billy Peed now our, our last guest. Adam Ritson, they were describing him as the next Arthur Beatson. He wasn't a talented kid cut short by a um, a tumor on the brain. Yeah he, had, he, he copped a high shot from John Lomax. And they went and gave him a head scan because of the concussion and, and found a, found a tumour. So uh, he was a tremendous player, tremendous player. Can I throw this one up to our listeners? Paul Haywood. Now, he played for the Newco- Newtown Jets in the 70s, uh, played 70-odd games for the Jets. We talked to people who watched Paul Haywood play and they they thought they'd tell me he's a tearaway, a really good player. Um, 1976, he qualified for the Olympics in boxing as well and then 1978 he got caught in bangkok trying to export a large amount of heroin all oh, right another guy called warren fellows and got sentenced to 30 years contact contracted uh hiv in the prison and then um died of an overdose in 1982 and a really good book about it actually is called the damage done it's a great book about paul haywood and, and warren fellows so there's another player whose career was uh cut short um Adam Ritson and, and Owen Craig, I've got to say, have had a heap of yep. votes. Um, some others around uh, NRL players, uh, Brian from Whiteside, my player that could have and should have been Darrell Yao Yee. Yeah.
3: What was he, Twenty twenty one. 21? Yeah. Played, or even younger, wasn't had he? Had already
4: played three origins and already played yep. for Australia. And many believe, again, would have been one of our modern-day great wingers. Yeah. And a terrific guy. as well.
3: Oh, Sats, he is an outstanding young bloke, Yeah,
4: Mm. We've had him on our show, haven't we? We did a, yep. we did a, uh, a show with him last year, didn't yep. we? Yep. Um, and Essie Finu from Manly was pushing Appy out the door at Manly. Tremendous young hooker, of course. Found guilty of a pretty serious uh, offence a few years ago, and he's never found his way back, and I doubt he will. Um, now, this is a really popular one as well, and Tiger, Tiger Vickers. Has thrown up a, a really good, and he, what a player he was as well. Tenkiller tu- Tuaki, he was a a winger, a massive winger. He was like a, he's a little bit like a like a Jonah Lomu type winger. Yep. Shorter than Jonah Lomu, but he was just near impossible to stop, and had a really bad ankle injury against, um, I think it was Parramatta. Right. Actually, what one of the listeners here that's that's said exactly that. There we go. Ten yellow Tuaki, the Tigers. we broke to break his ankle against the Eels. Never played again. He was sensational. Fast, strong. Impossible to tackle. That's from Jeff. Yeah, he was an amazing player. William says Teddy Goodwin. Who's Teddy Goodwin? Teddy Goodwin was a great player for the Dragons. Scored a try in uh, the grand final and hit his head on the ground just before he got it, before the uh, the dead ball line, knocked himself out. Uh, uh, he, was a, he was a tremendous player. Uh, Lord Ted, they caught him. John, what
3: about John Nick Koseff?
4: Yeah, Nick Kosefs a, an interesting one. The goat. He had multiple knee reconstructions. Had all these injuries. I remember there was a a story about him in the rugby league week once, and they just had a picture of him in a pair of footy shorts and boots, and it had all these all these arrows pointing to different parts <laughs> of his body where he God. had all these major surgeries. I've got to say he's one of the best ball playing forwards I've ever seen. Yeah, amazing player. One comp in '96 with Manly. Played in New South Wales, played for Australia. So there's many that would say that he that he did reach his potential because he represented his country and won a comp. Yeah. But probably could have played more games and and didn't. Now, when I went to Penrith, I used to hear about this kid all the time. And his name was uh, – this is from 535, Craig Trindle. He, he's, yes. he's a halfback. Yes. He was a freak. Yep. Absolute freak. If he was more dedicated, would have been outstanding. Yeah, you're right. He was – He was a freakish player, he was.
3: On to some other stuff, Sats. Keep those texts coming through, by the way. 0457 736 736. Which rugby league players didn't quite reach their potential? Could be injury, could be form. Um, We've been asking people about um, David Warner tonight. Yeah. Craig uh, from Maitland uh, says he reckons Dave Warner will be batting in the Test Championship. And Muzz... Knew that that was going to happen. <laughs> he was going to support. He reckons he's Dave Warner's PR manager. Uh, maybe he is, but there's a, there's a lot around that. Um, We've
4: got one here from Will from Randwick, and he has told us about this story. And yep. I don't doubt that you don't doubt that this isn't, uh, this, isn't in, this is an this is this is correct because I've heard he's a lovely guy. Guys that play with him said he's he's the perfect perfect teammate. He's a guy you want in and around your team. G'day, boys. All this talk about Dave Warner and his personality. We're, we're really more talking about where the form... His form.
3: I did say some people don't like his personality. I, I'm certainly not saying that. But, yeah, more his form. Has he still got the form to carry through to the ashes? Well,
4: as I said uh, before to you guys, my eldest son Craig coaches Dave's two oldest girls at tennis and said you wouldn't meet two nicer and polite people than Dave and Candice and also Dave's dad who brings up who Yeah, so I love hearing those stories when, when people are being polarised by... The outside noise.
3: Roger from Winmerly, uh says, Hey, guys, I'm a Dave Warner fan. A few points. Simply a game changer. A great fielder. If he goes, who replaces him? Travis Head. Food for thought, eh? Another opinion. I don't like Cummins' captaincy. He lets the game drift too much at the end of the innings. He certainly did that in India's first innings. In fact, I, I'm surprised he didn't even bowl himself mm. to try and knock over the tail. He would have been a big threat with a softer ball. Nah, it's the, Just the pitch. Yeah, but he's one of the best fast... In fact, he was ranked number one in the world. Been taken over by Gene Anderson now. At the age of 40. We should actually put that up as a topic. Oldest sporting stars. Mm. Like, who reached their peak at what age? I mean, to be 40 years of age... Yeah. ...and to be, like, the number one bowler in the world is absolutely incredible. Got to take Greg from Blacktown very quickly before we go to a break. Greg, what can we do for you?
1: Yeah, um... Ben Alexander dying in
4: '92. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really uh, good right. call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Greg. He was a tremendous. He was a tremendous player, uh, Benny Alexander, and um, and was part of the squad in 1991 that that won the comp, and didn't get on the field, but played a huge role that year. And. Uh, Still hurts the community really badly. In in Penrith, uh, he's lost Benny. He was a a tremendous player.
3: Yeah, thanks for your call. Thank you very much for your call there, Greg. Got to go to a break. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Back in a moment.
2: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day.
3: Yeah, welcome back to the show Thursday night edition. Uh, don't forget Matt Rogers joins us from Monday night. Looking forward to that. The Goodbye, rat. the rat. The sats and rats. Sports Day. I'll, I'll just sit sats here. Sats and,
4: and rat or sats and the rat?
3: Oh, you, you've got to be first, don't you? No, too.
4: no. The rat or just yeah, rat? sats
3: and the rat. And I'll just push the buttons. I'll just sit here and be the eye candy. Well, that's what
4: you were employed to do, but now you just inject yourself into what? the show.
3: You've... By popular demand, I must say. Mm. 0457 736, 736 is our text number. Uh, a couple of other topics around tonight. Last laugh. Hey, gents. A last laugh for you. Why did Helen... No. No, no. no, no, no. I'm going to write that you one out. read no, that no. one. No, I should pre-read this, don't I? Yeah. Should I? Okay, uh, so our no, topic... Talk- hang on, I've, I've got more here. Okay, well you... You've read all your text messages you know you're out. You are live on air and you, you're looking at the screen, not giving any content. Well, it's, it's called Russian Roulette. Right. Woogie, don't let Daddy, Vass or Worm anywhere near the last laugh microphone again. Last night's effort was more painful than a phone call from Glenn. Regards, Rooster Mungrel. Oh. Rooster Mungrel... Rooster is he part of the WACPAC? He, uh, definitely. He is, He's eh? almost captain. Yeah. Evening, lads. I'm with you, Woogie. Mm. Not having an official season launch denies the fans the joy of laughing at lowly-ranked team captains holding the NRL trophy. I'm a Warriors fan and I giggle at my captain too. Cheers, Jace. You'd feel funny about
4: standing with a grand final trophy. Did you eh? ever do
3: it? What's that? Stand with the trophy. Like, didn't you... After we won it? Yeah, probably. No, but before, <laughs> he, like at a season launch. But
4: don't be it. A... No, no. My my father told me many years ago, before I... Well, when I started playing grade, he said, don't ever touch the the grand final. And back then it was the JJ Gilton and Shield. Yep. The one you get for a minor premiership now. He said, don't ever touch the Shield unless you win it. Right. So at the grand final breakfast, we all had to stand around and put our hand on the trophy. And I wouldn't touch it. I would refuse to touch it because... He said, you've got to earn it. I remember when I was about 11 or 12, I saved enough money, I bought an Australian jersey. Oh, nice. At the local Thompson and Watts sports store. It was <laughs> called. Cool. And I went back, I was wearing it around the house, and Dad said, take it back. <laughs> I said, why? Because you've got to earn it. So I just had to wear his.
3: <laughs> wow. Did he say the same thing uh, with the Origin jumper? Did, or did Cam Smith say that? Take that back, mate. Cam said, listen,
4: it's embarrassing
3: you're wearing that stuff around. I can't believe you got kicked out of that. You got two votes from your teammates Mm. for that one Origin game you played. And then when
4: they rang me and said, you're not in the next team, I said, who am I replaced by? I said, Cam Smith. I said, who? (laughs) 40 Origins later.
3: (laughs) By the way, Cam Smith and Dan and Kemper back on SEN from next Wednesday with the captains. I'm back for a new year. So fantastic. That'll be 11 o'clock. Queensland time, Wednesday or midday, if you're in Sydney listening.
4: Going to get to more of your texts about players who didn't reach their potential for whatever reason, and G says, boys, what about the biggest tragedy of all, Alex McKinnon?
3: Yeah, uh, yes. He
4: was special. Yeah. A very good player.
3: Yeah. Right Doing good okay. things in the game. Yeah. Keep them coming through, 0457 736 736. It's a little depressing, this phone topic tonight, isn't it? This. If, oh, yeah. yeah. You feel bad for these players. Yeah, you're right, I know, you're right. Anyway, more of your texts coming up real soon. Plus, oh, we're going to get into LinkedIn Lotto next as well.
2: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, it certainly is. Welcome to the second hour of
3: our Thursday night edition. Um, Have you picked the song to finish the show with tonight? I have not picked the song at all. Daddy Vass? Daddy Vass. Got one in there. Okay. Right, yeah, because I just saw Toronto Rod. Uh, NRL cancelling the launch. Must mean they haven't got glitzy new theme song for the year. Yeah, it'll come out tomorrow, I think. Bancraft. Bancroft, sorry, scored 100. I haven't heard if he's going to India yet. Cheers, Toronto. Right, thank you, mate, for that.
4: Oh, We've got a text here from Podge as well. He said, guys. Best oh, is this
3: e- your dodgy mate?
4: Best interview you guys have done.
3: What, Billy, Billy Peden? Billy Peden, he said, how nice. tough was he? Oh, yeah, he yeah. was. Hey, you still, do you still train with him every morning? Yeah, most mornings. Are you boxing with him? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, Podge, have you actually smashed him in the ring? <laughs> he loves that, doesn't he? Been boxed. Rumors have it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. Ugh. Is he big? Like, he's is... he's chunky. Could he hurt me? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Good man, Podgy. Um, more texts here. Uh, hi, Sats and Justin. Fun fact my wife made Billy Peden's wedding cake. Oh, wow. Why? Hang on. It's what? Fun Fact Thursday. Fun Fact Thursday. <laughs> Not Fun Fact Warner should retire. Otherwise, he will be forced out after getting bug raw in the ashes in a losing Aussie team, Belmont from Clarence. Mm. Hey, we've
4: got Paul from Warwick Farm about players that unfortunately get to re- reach their potential. And again, he says Adam Ritson could have been one of the great front rowers. And I agree. Paul from Warwick Farm cannot agree in anymore. He was, yeah. a, he was a massive unit for a young man. Is
3: so mobile. And great to get a text from you too. Uh, Paul. Oh, and a real players. Here's a couple. Sats Cohen and Jay. So I know two players that didn't play to their full potential. Jared Mullen and Owen Craigie. Both mm. players were destined for higher honours. That's from Sporty Games. Yeah, Owen
4: Craigie won a comp really early in his career, like I said, with Newcastle in 97. Jared Mullen, when he came into first grade, and he was being described as the next Andrew Johns for Newcastle, the saviour after Joey. And he was a tremendous player. Played state of origin. Unfortunately... Would have been about 2017, yeah. I reckon 16, 17. Tested positive for a yeah, right. Anabolic steroids. So okay, never made his way
3: back. Keep your text coming through 0457 Steve 736 736 from Dubbo. Good to see you're alive, buddy. Sats and the rats with the man that loves a bat. Well, that's nice. Wow. It's a little bit. Cohen's new mate. <laughs> to make those allegations,
4: he actually has said, Steve, about <laughs> NRL players and potential. Uh, I don't think we ever saw the best of former Eagles centre Dave Woods. I think he went to Penrith. Not sure where he ended up, but I think he tried to come back once or twice. Injuries got the better of him. Yeah, you're right, Steve. I played with Dave Woods at Penrith. Exceptional centre. Was so brittle. He would just get injured. Yeah. And as soon as he'd start get, get getting going, he'd get injured again for a long period of time. He was an amazing player.
3: Right, yeah. Time to do this.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, oh. it's time for a LinkedIn
3: Lotto. Ah, there it is. Is that Daddy Vass? So Who, bad. Who's that bloke? Is that, is that Get you? Get him off. That oh, is so bad. No, he I could would... have put on a voice. <laughs> he did. Ladies that's and gentlemen. did pl- oh, <laughs> You, you miss the joke. Oh. So it doesn't matter. It's like right something out. out of
4: The Simpsons, was
3: not it? Yeah, it does. Ned Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, LinkedIn Lotto, this is where we pull out uh, some actual descriptions people use in their titles. They just they say, I'm this for a career, and you go, what the hell is that? That doesn't match what you do. And we're not bagging the profession at all. Well, we are.
6: Well,
4: no, not the profession no, itself. We're, we're bagging hard-working the idiot.
3: people out there. We're bagging the idiot exactly. who's tried to glorify or yes. make it sound more complicated so if they make, than make Like
4: last week, one was a plumber. Now, we're not saying there's anything wrong with plumbers because they're no. hard workers. I'd hate to be well, your plumber. Well, not all plumbers are. Your plumber, I'd hate to be your plumber. Mine, you'd be constantly coming to unclog your S bend. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, It'd be girls, horrific. The girls do eat a bit,
4: <laughs> a lot of curries. Go, all right, boys. Go.
5: Are we ready? Yep, okay. Color distribution technician. Uh, are you making this up? That's no. a painter. Yeah, Sats has got
3: one. Yeah, there.
5: can I get right. my little Boom. ding?
3: Oh, it's here somewhere. Come yeah. on, oh,
5: mate. It's on the buttons tonight, aren't you?
3: Yeah, I can't find it.
5: All right, eh? there's a <laughs> ding for Sats. Alright, second one. Associate to the executive manager of marketing and conservation efforts.
3: What?
4: Receptionist.
5: No. Say no. it again. Associate to the executive manager of marketing and conservation efforts.
6: An
3: associate? I would say someone who looks after recycling. Nope.
4: An associate. It's, you've got to focus on associate. What's the associate?
3: Um, associate to the
5: executive executive manager of marketing.
4: The associate. Um, the uh, photocopier?
5: Marketing assistant. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, so both wrong on that one. Device and machine optimizer. Device.
4: Device and machine computer optimizer. Tec-
3: computer technician.
4: Close. Device and machine... Uh, devi- tech? Just a tech. Device and machine operator?
3: Yep. Um, device and... Am I allowed to give clues here? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, we'll let him have a guess.
4: I'm saying like uh, uh, some sort of production line.
3: Yep. You're
5: close. Yeah. You're getting there.
4: Yep.
5: Clue. Give us a clue. Big. Warehouse. Yeah, like... Forklift operator. No. Nah. Oh. No, nah, he's a factory worker. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, you're close enough. I'll give you that one. That's Found two. the ding, by That's the way. Two got the two. <laughs> That's yeah. two. That's right. two,
4: Oh, you don't get it for that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fair. Production line warehouse. Yeah, like, well, no, yeah.
5: I'm the judge here, mate. Exactly. All right. Uh, retail Jedi. Judge Daddy.
4: Retail Jedi.
5: <laughs> oh, just a sales assistant? Yep. Yep. There's one for Jace. All right, two more. Wet. I don't
4: mind that actually. Retail Jedi. I like that.
5: It's a
3: nice one. He stopped on wet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting to the rest. <laughs> Before I make a kiss. Uh, Here you uh, go. <laughs> Jace, when he's on the internet. <laughs> Jace eating a s- Chico roll. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You right over there,
5: Big no. mm. You've got me. Uh, wet leisure. <laughs> Come on. Wet leisure assistant. Oh, that's a lifesaver. Yeah. Yeah. Lifeguard. I oh, got that. <laughs> Two all. All right. This is the decider. Okay. Game yeah. three. Yeah. State of origin. Here we go. Chief chatter.
4: Chief chatter. Um, radio. Oh, yeah, host. Radio. Could radio be
5: host. Jason Matthews, chatterbox. No, it's not. Well, he didn't say that. Chief Chatter, Chief Chatter. Give us a clue. Uh, we get and we—they annoy us a lot.
3: Journalists. I'll <laughs> to have one on.
5: Call us. No, no, Glenn <laughs> from Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it, Chief Chatter? Yeah, come on, you, you're almost there. Callers, um, listeners.
3: No, uh, listeners don't annoy us.
4: Apart well, from Glenn. Glenn does. Um, Chief Chatter. Uh, oh. Another clue. I was better swear then. Um,
5: you, they 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 use their phone to for a lot of work. Tell oh, uh, them tele, telemarketer. Yes. Ah. Call center manager. I'm uh, undefeated. Oh, well, there you go. No, I won last week. They
4: didn't. i got plumber.
5: Does it stay? Ladies
4: and gentlemen, it's time for LinkedIn Lotto. There you go. Another edition
3: of LinkedIn Lotto. Does it stay?
5: Are we back next week, boys? What do you reckon?
3: Yeah, absolutely. We'll let let our listeners decide. By popular demand. 0457 736 736. (laughs) By the way, big second hour of the show. Uh, Of course, we've got the last laugh. Uh, Adrian Prezenko will be joining us shortly from the Sydney Morning Herald. I want to work out what's going on with the CBA Mm. and why we're not having... Why we're not having uh, a launch for the NRLs and all? I think it's disgusting, <laughs> I really do. Hey, just on um, by the way, just on uh, Daddy Vass, yeah, uh, the launch of the show. Mm-hmm. We found out today that Daddy Vass's um, uh, Cohen's TikTok handle is Daddy Vass, which is a bit creepy. It is creepy. Uh, a text here from Maddie from Toowoomba. Hi uh, boys, love the show. What's Cohen's favorite movies? Big Daddy or Daddy Daycare? <laughs> Good call. Yeah, nice. I like it. Uh, Cricket, trust me, Woogie. Craig from Maitland. Oh, no, we've already read that one out uh, tonight. Warner, really torn on Warner boys. I know Broad has his number, but if he goes to the Ashes in England after announcing it's his last series, he could possibly win us the Ashes, although he never did look comfortable batting in India. Mm. Is that enough? I mean, that's it's it's motivation for his teammate because he's a very well loved teammate.
4: Absolutely, he is. is absolutely.
3: It, is it enough to motivate the team? Yes, but is it enough to get him in form against that Duke ball? And they bowl so well to him, the Poms. They they don't give him any width, and he normally gets bowled or edges or plays on. So I don't think he'll go.
4: I don't think he'll go. Not because of selection. I think he'll step away from Test cricket.
3: Right, let's go to the phones here. Uh, you're hearing quite a lot on SEN. He's on, uh, is it crunch time on Saturday afternoons? You, you hear this man? I'm sure it is. Adrian Presenko, Sydney Morning Herald Chief Rugby League reporter. Thanks for joining us for your very first time on Sports Day. Uh, now, how are you, mate?
1: Hello, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, is there a bit of a softening up period on debut, or straight into it? Straight
4: into it. What nationality is the surname Presenko?
1: Well, it is some Russian background there. Actually. Wow! So, okay, yeah,
4: interesting. Mm. So, yeah, so, uh, y-
1: it, yeah it's a, a little bit from everywhere. So, my mum was born in China, and my dad in Germany, and yeah, it's all uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a mix there.
3: Hey, um, it's got some breaking news coming through, Adrian, and I'm sure you might be aware of this as well. Angus Crichton to take an indefinite break after bipolar diagnosis. Interesting.
1: Yes, there's been. Yeah, sort of a lot of concern about Angus, and um, probably a fair bit of scuttlebutt and misinformation as well. Angus has gone to a number of specialists um, in recent days in order to sort of deal with um, yeah you know, his health issues and condition. And um, Angus Crichton's father Charlie has provided um, yeah you know, the Herald and, and Channel Nine with a statement. Um, in which he said, yes, he is dealing with, um, you know, bipolar disorder. He's been sort of officially medically diagnosed. Um, And, you know, the roosters are giving him all the time and space that he needs to work towards a a recovery. Um, They don't know when he's going to be back, Um, you know, but um, they've already got a few players in doubt for the start of the season. There's a a fairly hefty um, injury list and, Hopefully some of those big names will be on board. We know that Luke Keery, uh, you know, hopefully coming back from a head knock. Joseph Suali also. A couple of others have got some niggles. Angus Croydon won't be there for round one for their historic game against the Dolphins, which um, has been she- scheduled because of uh, Arthur Beetson's uh, association with both clubs uh, back in the day. Uh, but you, we wish Angus Croydon all the best. He, yeah, he's going to get some, some good help, and the Roosters are, are pretty good at looking after their own.
4: Adrian, yeah, they are very good, actually. They're one of the best in the, in the mm. competition. Um, when did he start, he and his loved ones, start identifying there was some concerns? Was it when he returned from the World Cup?
1: I think I think that some of this stuff, um, you know, I don't don't want to go into his, his yep. sort of uh, private life and his personal sort of stuff, but I, I think there was a bit of concern for him after the World Cup. He did some travelling after that, and I think it, it, you know, there were a couple of sort of triggers for him. Um, it sought him to go out and, and seek some help, which he's gotten. Uh, he's in good hands now, and. You know, hopefully we'll see him back uh, playing for the Roosters soon, yeah. um, but yeah, obviously not before he's ready ready to go.
3: I can be accused of yelling at clouds, Adrian, but I am I'm, I'm men- I mentioned off the top of the show today, <laughs> I can't believe that we are not having a launch for the 2023 NRL season. I reckon this is poor at best. Uh, I want to know, there's two reasons. Yeah, it's, a, it's a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace, and... It's unfair on the fans. You know, we're used to having an NRL launch. We get great media out of it. Um, a lot of the
4: fans don't attend, but...
3: Yeah, I know they don't, mm. but we see it. We see it online. We see it on the news. And it gets us pumped to go, you know, here we are. And we see the NRL ad normally comes off the back of it. And it gets us excited about the season. I, I want to know, and a question without notice. Here we are sitting one week out from the launch of the greatest game of all's 2023 season. We still don't have an agreement between the RLPA and the and, and the NRL or the Australian Rugby League Commission. Who's holding this up?
1: Yeah, well, both parties are to blame for this. And, and look, you, you talk about the season launch. I mean, for myself personally, it's sort of almost a, a symbolic marker in the ground mm. that announces that the cricket's over, the tennis is over, and this is league season. And basically, the NRL is going to dominate the news cycle until the end of September and even into October. And, look, the players won't care that it's cancelled, to be honest. It's, it's probably a bit of a chore uh, for them, in terms, particularly those ones that have to travel from interstate in order to just hang around for a couple of hours and do a couple of media interviews and, and deal with sponsors, etc. And for the NRL, they'll probably save a few hundred thousand dollars. But I think that the damage to the game is just... It's just embarrassing. It looks amateur and, you know, for us, we're rusted on rugby league fans. Yeah, we engage in the NRL news cycle and everything that's happening. But if you're a casual observer or not really into the NRL, you sort of think, well, they can't even get an NRL seasonal launch done and and they can't even get a a collective bargaining agreement done. And, look, hopefully, um, you know, we will get something done before round one, Andrew Abdo and Quentin Newton, at some point will do a deal. And you can just imagine how awkward that mediocre is going to be where they have to you know, stand in front of the, the press and the cameras and <laughs> shake hands and smile through gritted teeth. It's it's just really poor. Um, and with a, a lot of progress has been made over the last couple of days. Peter Valandis has personally become involved, but it should never have got to this. And the other thing that normally happens at a season launch is the NRL TV advertisement is revealed and I can tell you right now the players weren't involved in any of the shooting of the television ads. So obviously what? they'll feature in some of the on field highlights and vision that that happens, but it's going to be more of a fan centric ad. Um, the NRL normally pays players in order to come and appear and, and we've seen that in the past with some of the stars of the game they said, no, you can keep your money. We are not going to do it while we're in dispute and this collective bargaining agreement isn't done. So there are no actual players starring in the ad, which is you know, quite unbelievable, really. I love the ads
4: from gone by where the music matches the big hits and, mm. and, the, and the length of the field tries and And the fans involved in the ad is great, but I I want to see the action.
3: Well, if we can involve fans in the TV commercial, why couldn't we have a fans NRL season launch tonight?
4: Well, they didn't anticipate that possibly players weren't going to to turn up. They didn't didn't want to risk it. It's
3: piss poor from the NRL.
4: It really is. Can I say, Adrian, um, if the players are talking about not appearing in ads and possibly sitting out games, which I don't think they'll do, are the players aware, I'm sure they're aware, Adrian, that if they don't, if they sit out games and delay coverage, whatever it may be broadcast, they're actually breaching a possible broadcast deal that then puts future salary caps and, and revenue in the game in, in scrutiny?
1: Well, the irony is that it affects their pay packet, which yeah. is what they're fighting for in the first place. Um, yeah, well, yeah, all of that. And look, to be fair to the players, they don't want to boycott the games. I've spoken to a lot of the, the leaders involved in sort of the RLP... RLPA leadership group, there was that threat. There was some talk that they were going to cover up the NRL logo for the trials, that they were going to delay that. None of those threats, uh, you know, they, they didn't follow through on any of them, which is good, because the second you do that, the second it actually impacts the fans, that's when you lose them and and the narrative turns and all of a sudden they're they're labelled as greedy and and money-grubbing and all that sort of stuff. So, well, it's really hard because they want to make a point, but there's only so many levers that you can pull before you have to pull the big one, and that's striker or or industrial action, and no-one wants to go there. And and to be honest, I'm hoping that it won't get to that and that there'll be, you know, no further player activations, no further sort of um, signs of disagreement. And we can all get on with the game.
3: I was going to ask you that. Do you think there's, you know, could there be possibly a delay to the start of the season? So it's good that you've you've answered that. Uh, Are you hearing they're really close to getting this deal done? Are they almost over the line?
1: Well, well, one of the big other markers in the ground is on Monday, the Australian Rugby League Commission had their annual general meeting. And I suspect that they would want to sort of forge something in the next couple of days, so they can put that in front of the commission on Monday and say, "Look, here's the deal. Both sides have given ground. Let's just get this done. Let's let's write it off, and then we can shake hands and get on with it." So that's in terms of timing. I'm I'm hoping tomorrow's a big day because they have been meeting just about every day. I'm hoping tomorrow there's there's sort of the, the last couple of sticking points. There's a bit of a breakthrough. Uh, you know, there's a bit of work done maybe over the weekend. A, a bit of legal legalese, look over the fine print and maybe something ratified by Monday. Okay.
4: Just quickly, Adrian, before we let you go, um, well, we know there's playing conditions there negotiating at the moment, mostly with the NRLW, retirement funds, whatever it may be. Could you educate me and whether you know enough about it at the moment, is, that, is there any discussion around what's going on with regional rugby league and, and junior rugby league, the grassroots as part of the CBA or is, or is that not discussed at RLPA level? Well, the the funding
1: to the clubs and the states has already been signed off. So this is, there are sort of three main buckets. It's like, you know, how much do the clubs get? How much do the players get? Um, You know, the the New South Wales Rugby League gets a certain amount of money and that's to help propagate sort of junior development in the state. So at the moment, we're at player level. um, And and those other issues are are obviously macro ones that the, the commission and the NRL has to address as well, obviously
3: yeah, well, Adrian. You've made us a little bit uh, smarter tonight. Hey, listen. Question without that. Should I ask him about Robin? Yeah. Because Adrian's pretty smart. Adrian, we we're discussing this last night. Why did Why did Robin disappear? You know, Batman and Robin. Well, how, why did Robin disappear? <laughs> and do you have a theory on this? Where's we, he gone? We think Batman's knocked him off, and buried him in the cave somewhere. Is that right? Hmm. No one can answer this yeah. question.
1: I don't know. No, I, I, I can't tell. You. So who actually played Robin? What like, wasn't he in one of the, the more a- recent movies? Is in in the last sort of thirty years, and then and then he seemed to disappear. And it's just and Batman's gotten a lot moodier too. Like it's sort of very <laughs> dark and atmospheric. The recent it's, Batman it's movie. A great observation, reason, Adrian. Before it was quite, well, it was camp and very light. And there were you know there was a scene where I don't know if you remember this in the original series where Batman and I think it was the the Joker or the Riddler they had like a surf off. Yes, yeah, so um, I can remember I was that. My age, but yeah, I, I couldn't. Yeah, and they and they had it like it, had, it was judged, and there was all this sort of stuff. They had to ride the wave in, and yeah, I can I just that. can't see that happening with you know in post what? Michael Keaton and all of the you know the, the the bloke from the the vampire movies played him lately. Was it Robin Patterson yep. or something like yep. that? So he's a terrible, it's Batman, very dark by the way. these days, isn't it? Very got
4: I was very concerned
3: about mm. Robin's tights. <laughs> Were they two die. Do you think he strangled <laughs> to death? <laughs> Blood flow cut off. Is that what you're thinking? Well, it, it should be thrown up as a theory.
1: Batman hey, did have a lot of weapons in his utility belt, didn't he? Wow, he
3: certainly did. he Adrian, might have used
1: one of them. I don't know.
3: Hey, hopefully you'll come back on the show again some other time. All right. hope we Absolutely. haven't put you off. <laughs> and
1: uh, looking forward to what's what's the Saturdays with with Sat's, yeah. uh, You know, talking all the all the big one big issues and also the. That they're super big ones like Rob, Robin's tights and the and like. And can I
4: just, I want to give you a word of warning. As our listeners describe me as a comedic genius,
3: oh, God. Steve from
4: Dubbo especially, come with a bag full of jokes. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. all I can yeah. warn you with.
3: And okay. you will be sick of talking. Comedic genius. You'll be mm. sick of talking about the 2003 grand final as well. It's all won't. he ever talks about. He won't. That's all he ever does. Yeah. Adrian <laughs> Vizanko, the chief league writer. I think he forward to. it. For the Sydney Morning Herald. Part of the SEN family on Saturdays. What's that, uh, what is it, crunch time? Yep. Who else is in it with you blokes? Sugar Cane. Oh, this would be good. He'll whinge about... The
1: buy. Yep. What Dragon, else?
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, uh, Steve O'Keefe. I'm
1: going to do that on the first episode. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, just raise it. Go, what, what do you think of the buy? Why is Dragon's really getting like, two points the for the
4: buy? Why? <laughs> oh, watch him go off. Wow.
3: He's only done it the last 20 years. So, oh, Socks in there too. Oh, Socks in there it. as well. He's struggling. He's just sold a property in far north coast of New South Wales for a million bucks. So, okay. Hit him up for a loan, boys. Hmm. <laughs> All right. It was in the paper today. I saw, well, not in the paper. I saw it online today. Mm. So he's loaded. there's so the rich one, yep. and then there's Joel whinging about getting two points for the buy. Yeah, should be a good show. Adrian, thanks for your time tonight on Sports Day. <laughs>
1: thanks, guys. See ya. See ya
4: mate. There now that wasn't Adrian from Rouse Hill.
3: No, that's no. Adrian, the Sydney Morning yeah, Herald yeah, yeah. chief rugby league reporter. Uh, and that breaking news: Angus Crichton to take an indefinite break. Uh, after bipolar diagnosis. That's uh, breaking news from Adrian Presenko from the Sydney Morning Herald. We better get to a break. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia.
2: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports
3: Day. Certainly is. Welcome back to it, uh, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews. Do not read that out. No, no, Toronto Rod said Batman was George Clooney and Robin was Chris O'Donnell. That was the last
4: movie where Robin appeared. Yeah. And they argued about the size of something. Batman wanted his yeah. No, so that was the... you are right, Toronto Rod. He was the last Batman movie that had Robin in it. There was a lot of Robins through the series, and we had one of the listeners last night educate us about that. that? Adrian's saying a LinkedIn lotto?
3: Yeah. Bin What does he know? Mm. Fun fact, I was a regular feature writer for – I oh, know he's saying LinkedIn Lotto, tragic, bin it, fun fact. He won't fun oh, fact bin as well. Okay. I was a regular feature for Rugby League Week magazine. What, no, we, you weren't. no, he was. He was um he was one of the people just writing in questions to the editor. <laughs>
4: uh, players that didn't reach their potential. Kyle Stanley, good player, player for the Dragons. That's from two eight zero. Good nomination. A lot of good players. Really a yeah. lot of good players, yeah. Um Craig Camorley yeah not his, uh, not his brother. he's his older brother, um hampered by injuries he was too at uh, Belmont and uh, they're they're actually I think they're Bel- Clarence, I think um sorry, Belmont from Clarence. I think they are well they're Newcastle boys. are they from Where are they from? Are they from Belmont? Yeah, they're from that area, I right think. okay. Valentine or something around there. Do we mention Colin Vandervoort? No, Vandy Colin Vandervoort won a comp in ninety one. And as the listener says, yeah, should have gone on a um, kangaroo to tour. a kangaroo tour 1990. And 731 says Dennis Bendel and Jeff Selby. Now, Jeff Selby was an amazing uh, l- loose forward, played for the Dragons. And I think he's only about 21, maybe 22. Tragically died in a car accident. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's not good. Uh, we mentioned, of course, tragic loss of Ben Alexander. Uh, what about Adam Docker?
4: Yeah, really good tackler. Uh, Matt from Penrith says, um, uh, Matt the Panther, he was a really good tackler, really good um, technique tackler, a little bit like a Trevor Gilmeister, and just kept getting – he had a neck injury, he had so many concussions as well. Uh, We've got a really good one here when we're on the the subject of Penrith is uh, a a player that could have been anything was John Farragher. Now, John Farragher was a front rower in the late 70s for uh, the Penrith Panthers. A scrum collapsed. And he broke his neck. He's in a wheelchair, oh. and still to this day, John Farragher. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> John Farragher works on the door at Penrith. Has been there for. You've
3: mentioned and, him before. And there's an award named after him for the yeah for the, you know, the
4: John Farragher Award at the end of each year.
3: And he stopped you from getting in one day too. That no, wasn't him. Wasn't it? No. Oh God, I wish it was. Hey, yeah. Uh, Football is here. Forty dollars family pass is available. Finley Tiger. Okay, yep. to the Izuzu a League men. T's and C's apply. Uh, a bit about the Brisbane Roar for our Brisbane listeners tonight. It's the uh, this Sunday, the twenty sixth. Uh, the annual Brisbane Roar Legends game is back to support fallen police officers. Jeff Horn will line up in number eighty eight. There's a heap of famous uh, people playing in this uh, this charity game. So eighty eight
4: is that the year he's born? Do you think? I don't know. You keep talking. I'm gonna. gonna...
3: The thing is, and he's the captain, by the way. He'd have two left feet, John Horn. Don't start. Don't start a fight, though. I know. Do not start a fight with him. Some of the other people in there. He was. He was born in 1988, Jeff Horn. There you go. Raw Legends will take on the QPS at 2.15 as a curtain raise to the A-League match up between uh, Brisbane Perth, uh, Brisbane versus Perth at 4 o'clock at KO Stadium. Members and ticket holders for the main game can attend the Legends match. Visit brisbaneraw.com.au for more info and tickets. Just thought we'd give that a plug because it's for a good cause.
4: Yeah, I was looking at the squad lineup and it's coached by John Lang. I went, what's John Lang? How does he know anything about football, about soccer? But he... There is a John Lang who is actually the Vice President of like the Supporters' Federation.
3: So, And it's a mixed team of men and women. So, mm. yeah, it should be a very good event. Uh, break time. We better go to a break. When we come back, we are going to preview the Parramatta Eel season ahead of 2023. And, well, there's no launch tonight, but the start of the season uh, next Thursday night. This is Sports State. <laughs> This is Sports Day. Yeah, not long to go until we wrap up a a Thursday night show. We will be back on Monday night. Can't wait. I can't wait to be surrounded by greatness. Scott Sattler, Matt Rogers, Sports Day debut on Monday night. Mm. How good's that, eh? Yeah. What am I going to do? What what, what do you want me to do? Do what you're
4: employed to do, which is push buttons and shut the hell up. What? That's what you're going to do as of Monday. Because you're nasty.
3: Choose Termidor, Australia's most trusted to, to mid-side treatment or termit treatment. I'm just reading what's on here. I've got a feeling there's a word missing. Um, let's look at the Eels. Preview for 2023. They finished fourth on 34 points. They won 16 games last year, eight losses, made it all the way to the GF. We're never in the game. They've lost a few players, Sat. A lot of good players. How are they going to go this year?
4: Well, they've signed Josh Hodgson. Good player at the end of his career. Uh, he's coming back from a knee reconstruction, so it'll take him a while to get going. Jermaine Hopgood's a really good signing from the Penrith Panthers. Uh, outside of that, Jack Murchie from New Zealand Warriors, really good. But you look at the players that they've lost, Oregon Kafusi, Reed Marnie, Murata um, Niakoro played in the centres in the front row, back row. Um, they've lost Ozar Papali'i. Some really good players that they've lost. Have they replaced all of those? Well, Probably not like for like, but in some cases they have. I think what I liked about them last year is they finally jumped the hurdle. You know they're always finishing one game short, getting to the getting to the, the grand final qualifier, and just finishing one game short. Well, they jumped that hurdle last year. Mm. The players love Brad Arthur as a coach. They absolutely love him, and he protects his players. and um, Will they go better? I'm not quite sure. I think the one thing that's in their favour, one Mitchell Moses looks like re-signing, but he's had a baby. I said it last night. He's had a baby, and I think we'll see the best of Mitchell Moses we've we've ever seen because of that responsibility. Uh, Mitchell Moses on his day could be one of the can be one of the most dynamic players in the NRL. So where do they finish? Have they replaced what they've lost? Still got a great front row in Campbell Gillard and Junior Bolo. I think they're going to finish the same place. Fourth. I think they'll finish fourth. GF. No, I think they won't. Well, I don't know.
3: I reckon there's other teams. You know what? If
4: you're if you're in if you're in the top four, you're a chance of getting there anyway. So I'm going to say I think they'll finish fourth.
3: Okay, so they're not going anywhere this year.
4: Yeah, I think they'll. Yeah, I, I like who they've signed. I don't like who they've lost.
3: yeah what do you think of tho- uh, thoughts? What are your thoughts on Sats' uh, prediction for the Eels this year? 457 736, 736. If you're not asking for Termidor, you're asking for trouble. Choose Termidor. Australia's most trusted termite treatment. A few people agree with you on the text tonight. So that's well said, slats. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out, will you? That's from Andy. Thanks, mm. Andy. Can you give us uh can you give us what's going on with Angus Crichton, please? Yeah, we spoke to Adrian Prozenko a short time ago from the Sydney Morning Herald, and he's saying that. Uh, He's been diagnosed with bipolar.
4: There's a lot of rumours out there and speculation and no one needs to speculate about anything. All we know is that Angus Crichton is getting the best help he can possibly get at the moment after a diagnosis and hopefully, hopefully he can get back to living a really healthy life and not even worry about rugby league at the moment.
3: Uh, evening, fellas, with England's basball phenomenon going from strength to strength, currently over in New Zealand by winning the first test pretty easily. Are Australia watching that style of play and feeling pressure to copy or thinking if they can do it, why can't we? Instead of playing tough, grinding test cricket in India, what do you guys think this means for the Ashes later this year? Momentum certainly with the Poms at the moment. Cheers, Ben, from Corinda. I've got to say, I always look forward to an Ashes series of... Never been so
4: excited about this upcoming Ashes series purely because of Brendan McCullum.
6: Mm. One
4: of the most exciting cricketers to come out of New Zealand and if not the game itself in the modern era. And now that he's gone over to England and, and is doing an amazing job with all formats, I'm really excited about this. It, it's a I mean, it's always a huge ask when going to opposition territory. I mean, and when you talk about grinding cricket in India, that's what you've got to do. Yeah. You've got to grind out. You've got to be willing to sit there for eight hours if you have to as a batter. Stay focused, stay concentrated, wait till the bowler makes a mistake and and punish it. And in England, you can probably get away with it a little bit more. There's a lot more speed in the wicket. The ball's coming onto the bat a lot harder.
3: We've um, got a better bowling attack. Yeah. In, absolutely. in English conditions. Yeah. It's just that top order, some questions around that at the moment. Uh, the Knights will do, do okay, says 127. Carl Ponga at 5.8 will kill it, especially if they put Adam Elliott on the same side to protect him. Unrealised potential? Potential? Question mark? Got to be Milford.
4: It's an interesting one, Anthony Milford. Well, he's played state of origin, so he's gone all right in his career. He's played in the grand final. If they win the grand final, he's arguably the Clive Churchill medalist. But there's always been this huge expectation on Anthony Milford that he was going to be another An- uh, Andrew Johns or you know, have that sort of influence on the game, which which as we know, he, he hasn't. He's a very dangerous player, but he's
3: he's hot and cold. He's a good one for you. Got to go to a break. Boys, two players that never reached their potential, Tim Smith and Daniel Mortimer. Jason from Maroochydore. Yeah, Daniel Mortimer played
4: in the grand final with Parramatta. Uh, they got beaten 2009. And Tim Smith was, he had one phenomenal year for Parramatta one year. Just his tri-assist was, I think it's still a record today. Mm. Yeah.
3: All right, break time. When we come back, last laugh. Uh, We're going to finish the show with a song tonight as well. So we'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia.
2: The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah,
3: welcome back to the show. We're about to uh, wrap up in just a moment. New farm, Australian through and through. If you're listening in the tweet tonight, you're in for a wet one tomorrow with up to 25 mils of rain forecast. It won't stop the punters heading to the Hoodoo Gurus at the Kingscliff Beach Hotel. What a great pub!
4: What a great pub! One of the great pubs in this country.
3: We're going to play a little tribute to the Hoodoo Gurus before we go tonight.
4: What year, Daddy Vass? Well, you said what year was Hoodoo Gurus? I this think this. Song?
3: I think this song is about '96.
4: I'm going to go. I'm going to say 2005.
3: No, I'm talking about the original though, not the remake.
4: What's my team? I'd give it away. Oh, okay, so...
5: It says here it's 2003 to
3: yeah.
4: 2007. Yeah, there you go. So that's, him. that's another tick to me. Can you give me a ding?
3: New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality uh, right here in Australia. New Farm Australian through and through. A couple of texts before we bugger off, boys. Evening sats and woogie. If Tricky Trindle was committed to footy, Craig Gower wouldn't have uh, made Panthers. Tricky would have kept him out.
4: That's Craig Trindle we're talking about, not Daryl Trindle. Um, yeah, Craig Tringle was, as we said earlier, he was a great young player. Uh, he just wasn't as committed as, as what the caller said. Um, but Craig Gower would have ended up biting his ear off and and gouging his eyes out to get to the jersey. So I reckon he would have
3: made it in the end, Gowie. 1987, the original for the song we're going to play, boys, by the way. Oh, wow, I didn't think it was that early. Um, hey, fellas, a different one for the players who didn't reach their full potential. Jared Hayne in the NFL with the 49ers. Rewatching those highlights now reminds you how impressive he was in those very few games he played. Yeah, he was, Ben. And I've got a jumper. Uh, if you want to buy it, mm-hmm. I paid 200 for it. I'm willing to get rid of it for 8 bucks. Corindoy.
4: <laughs> Another
3: one. Great place, Corindoy. Uh, Daniel Mortimer. Yeah, Rooster Muzz, you're right.
4: Yeah. Uh, Daniel Mortimer, he did. He won a comp. He came off the bench for the Roosters in 2013.
3: Did we do um, – Dave Taylor,
4: John says, didn't yes. reach his potential.
3: Massive unit. Well,
4: he played Origin. That's that's a f- yeah. fair achievement, isn't it? Yeah. I, know what, he's, I know what he's talking about. How many games though, did he
3: play, though? Oh, he would have played. Do he play more than one? Oh, yeah. Superstar. Do you yeah, remember that time exactly. where
5: he lined up at 5-8
3: uh, for the Broncos? Yeah. He's a nightmare. <laughs> a woogie worm and daddy lube. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's you. Yeah. My nomination is Les Clear, brother of Noel.
4: Yeah, Les Cleal is a good player. Went back to the bush after one year, I think it was. Um. Also, we got uh. Hi, guys. This is um, the Zip Zip man, Steve Eller. Didn't reach his full potential. Injuries, cruelty, his career could have been mentioned in the same breath as Brett Kenny. That's from Triple Zero. Uh, I think that's Shagger from Lismore, actually. Um, yeah, it's fair to say, Steve Eller, he won four comps, I think. 81, 82, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Played New South Wales, played for Australia, went on the 82 Kangaroo Tour. Yep. But I know what he's saying. He, he could have played more footy, but. He did. He had a bad knee, I think.
2: All right, yeah, let's do this. On sports day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. This is, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. Pressure's is that, on.
4: Pressure's on. Well, uh, a guy walks into a bar and he, he oh, sees – he's shocked. He sees a horse actually tending the bar. Oh. Oh, what's going on here? As a horse prepares a, a cocktail for the guy – he turns to the guy. You know, the, he's still shocked, looking at this horse put together this this cocktail. You know, he sh- with his hoofs, he's shaking the the cocktail up. And he said, "What's the matter?" The horse said to the, to the guy standing at the bar, said, "You can't believe that a horse can tend a bar, can you?" And the, the shocked guy says, "No, I can't believe the ferret sold the place."
3: You <laughs> 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 get a little bit. <laughs> I don't even get, I don't even know how that's a joke. It's just a crap story made up. Where do you get these from, mate?
4: Uh, Steve from Oatley says, Hi, oh, boys, biggest disappointment was my rugby league, his
3: rugby league career. We've got to go. Back Tell Monday em. night with the Rat. See you, guys. See ya. Good
6: day